1: my hair, sweet smoke flying through the air, it's the way I feel, smoking on a fine
0: cigar. We're lighting this up here. So right
1: off the, right off the <laughs> bat, I can say that. You know, just kind of comparing it to African Cameroon because the first time I smoked this, that's what I was thinking of. Because mm-hmm. you know, Honduran Cameroon, like the other cigar that I had that comes to mind when I had that wrapper is the um, C.R.E. Signature, which is the other brother of Husto. Mm-hmm. And um, right off the bat, like to what Dan mentioned in the beginning, like you know typically with a cameroon wrapper that's kind of like this rustic kind of feel it's a little bit bumpy and like the colors of it are going to be a little bit ununiform just because of just the nature of the tobacco in africa and me Raphael, is actually basically monopolized african cameroon yeah which every african cameroon cigar you have like that wrapper is going to come from that farm so i was interested to see you know like Them do it in Honduras because one prices of African Cameroon is very expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah, like the Don Carlos, for instance, fuente like those cigars, been skyrocketing because that wrapper is so expensive. So that's kind of a little bit of a background on it. But the 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 main difference between African Cameroon and Honduran Cameroon is going to be you still get that sweetness from the wrapper, which is why you know they utilize that wrapper so much. But Mm Instead of getting, I usually get kind of a cedar kind of spice to it. There was mm-hmm. some baker spice in there, but it's more of like kind of a creamy cedar note that's forward. You're getting a lot more of that kind of creamy terrier flavor from the Honduran tobacco, just because mm-hmm. again, like that's what that soil really does to the tobacco. So it kind of takes a really interesting take on the Cameroon seed because it has like that sweetness. It's more of that kind of creamy terrier flavor. These the woody notes really aren't there with the African, but um. It's good, but with this cigar, when you add the uh, Hondoan Corojo to it, it gives you kind of that cuban like, thick, kind of creamy flavor. There's a little bit of that baker spice, but then on the finish, you get kind of, like, that peppercorn. It's not really intense, but it's very mild. Right. And, again, like, that sweetness is really coats the palate and kind of, like, lingers to the finish, which I haven't sipped the drink yet, but I'm mm. assuming that's going to couple really well with it, so.
0: Mm. Bree, what about yourself?
2: So far, everything Pat said has been spot on. I was kind of trying to figure this cigar out um, a little bit at first. Aladino is one of my go-tos and one of my favorite lines. Um, And this cigar definitely had... More of that peppercorn and a little bit more of that spice than a lot of the Aladinos that I've been smoking or that I smoke frequently. And um, so I haven't really taken a sip of the drink just because I wanted to see how it was going to progress after yep. the first few puffs. Mm-hmm. And I really am getting a lot of that cedar note and that mm-hmm. creaminess. And even yeah. though this isn't necessarily a full bodied cigar, it is extremely well rounded and full in flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so. All, all of those tasting notes are kind of coming through in the perfect order. But initially it was that pepper, that spice, like flowing into the cedar, and now both that spice and the cedar are making for that creaminess that we're getting in the cigar.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that um, in the in the difference between this and the other Cameroons in the line, uh, I feel like this Vitola really emphasizes the cream and that spice and that the cedar of it. I think you get the most of it out of this Vitola versus the other ones. Mm. Um other than that I can really just echo everything you guys said.
0: Oh, that's but, a really good point. I think this is a very tasty size. Okay. Um and I know one of the reasons they came out with this Queens um figurado was to um deal with the fact that uh, there's been a uh shortage or backlog or whatever you want to call it of of uh hemingway short stories signatures work of art bestsellers which is a it's not at all yeah, big, it's a the same man. the same kind of atola as this mm-hmm. it is a figurado but they're they're much more obviously so but they use the the african uh cameroon on them and um they wanted to uh um capitalize on the fact that people are really looking for those shorter thinner uh Cameroon figurados and so maybe this would be something to try um I definitely like it it's you know you guys I think I'll hit the nail on the head creamy cedary there's some nice sweet spice to it um it's got a lot of body but at the same time it's not a very strong cigar so um uh I'm enjoying it very much so far. Now, what we're pairing with it is a uh, drink that we're offering at the uh, Friday night Halloween event with Aladino. And uh, that is a smoked old-fashioned breed. You want to talk a little bit about about what goes into a smoked Mm old-fashioned versus... uh, regular old-fashioned a non-smoked old fashioned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'm gonna be honest with you as far as um the cocktail menu for the event i'm not completely sure um historically we do we have like a smoking board and mm-hmm. um it's it's pretty much just like a wooden plank that has like a glass piece that goes over it and you know we make an old-fashioned and we'll put the old-fashioned on the plank and smoke it um so as far as this particular one, I know Elise made them tonight. I'm not sure pr- what type of bourbon. If we mm-hmm. were sticking with, I it think our it's original. a regular old
0: fashioned. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um. So. So yeah. Pretty much like we're just trying to infuse that flavor. Um. We use like cedar wood chips and we mm-hmm. smoke it. And the hope I think is that we're gonna kind of bring out some more of those cedar notes and some mm-hmm. more of that smoke. Um. Through the smoking process. Um. And kind of enhance like the sweetness that we get from, you know, the simple syrup, from Mm. the orange, from the cherry.
0: You want to talk a little bit about the whole idea of smoking drinks and, you know, who is, I mean, when you're smoking a cigar and you've seen Dave do it, you know, blows into his glass and, you know, Mm -hmm. every week he holds it up to the camera like it's the first time anybody's ever seen it happen. (laughs) But, but like, you know, smoked, smoked cocktails are a thing. There's there's lots of them out there. I mean, what was the whole what's the whole rationale behind doing that? Is it just cool looks, or does it actually do something to the the drink or the cocktail itself?
2: So that's very much up for debate. Um, there's I've seen mo- many different process processes of like smoking a drink. So you know, like here. We have the wooden plank, like I had said, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like it looks cool with ours. It's not like you deliver the drink and the thing has like smoke pouring out of it. If you go to Vegas, they have a whole smoking cart and they have a more involved process, I guess, mm-hmm. where more of the smoke is supposed to get into the drink. So I guess it kind of depends on the process you're going through, like if you're smoking the glass before, or if you're smoking it after. And even then, um, some people will kind of tell you like yeah i really taste the smoke on the glass and a lot of that might be coming from the aroma but depending on the process you also might not get a lot out of it but overall i kind of think um the aroma plays into it Mm. a lot when it comes to smoking drinks of course like if you have something like a cart or like a smoke gun it looks cool right um but Sometimes, like, having a certain aroma there, like, mm-hmm. as you're enjoying the cocktail and kind of having the smoke as almost, like, how you would, like, float a liquor on top of a cocktail can right. kind of enhance the experience. Um, I think especially when you're doing something like smoking a cigar, just, like, the way that smoke can intermingle just like ingredients do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, has, have any of you had a chance to try the pairing yet and, and see what you think?
1: yeah so i mean <clears throat> I, I think what i'm picking up from the difference between like the traditional old fashioned that we have which uses the old forester 86 proof um and smoking it is the finish so i'm getting like obviously that citrus note you get mm-hmm. like that orange citrus but it's yep. more of like a there, there is a little bit of like that smoked wood kind of there mm-hmm. and it, it kind of gives me like a like an anise kind of finish. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, you know, anise or like, kind of like licorice kind of finish to it with that citrus note there. Okay. And then with the cigar, it's kind of giving me a citrusy kind of floral kind of sweetness. It kind of mingles with that Cameroon. And then it is bringing out, like, to me, it's developing that cedar note to me and mm-hmm. making it more of like an oak wood, but it's definitely like the body of the cigar is intensified with yeah. doing the drink.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's um you know it, it, the sweetness is still there, but those wood notes really get deeper. Um it's it's very interesting how that happens and there is that that sweet spice. I can see I can see inice. um ah. I don't know if that's the word I would use, but I, I, I see what you're getting at. There is that kind of a... a it's kind like of a, a bitter a... orange. Yeah. Also,
2: I, yeah. I think, like, what that is is, like, the actual bitters in the drink really coming through mm-hmm. and playing with the flavors in the cigar.
1: And I'll say, like, one of the things with, like, Honduran cigars is, is a lot of the time when you're kind of selling it to someone, it's either you love it or you hate it. Yeah, you know, like it's it's like that terrier note that I'm talking about. Like it's very earth forward. Like I know that, you know, Brad, for instance, in the audience. how when I talk about the the wild hunter from Oscar. It's a Honduran puro, and it literally tastes like dried leaves in the woods. You know what I mean? Like it gives you like kind of that that pipe tobacco experience. By you're in the woods. It's it's woody. It's it has like that really kind of terrier type flavor to it. And, and that's when you like, say
0: terrier, all I think of is dog. I mean,
1: it, it's 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 like. Earth, except it's to me, it's like a richer earth,
3: isn't that Terran?
1: Terran, Terran. Is, it ter- is it pronounced Terran? Or maybe it's Terran. Is it Terran or ter- Terran.
0: Terran? Well, Terrier is a kind of a dog, yeah. So uh, that's, that's that's all right. Someone like, fact
1: check me on the pronunciation yeah. of that, but yeah. um, more point is you either love or you hate it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, the times that I've had people that don't like Honduran tobacco because of that really earth forward profile, mm. this old fashion is really. Kind of cutting those notes and it's right emphasizing en- more of that cream. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, like the main difference between Honduran corojo and then Cuban corojo is again like Honduran has that really earthy forward profile. Mm-hmm. So with the old fashioned, it's actually kind of bringing out more of that Cuban side of the corojo seed. Mm-hmm. And again, it's 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 authentic Cuban corojo that's grown right. in Honduras. So it, it's actually like making it very much more like a Cuban, which. Is yeah, why I, can... I like Aladino because it gives me that kind of Cuban esque profile, but it has more body and it's for me better quality than a Cuban cigar is nowadays. Anyway. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think yeah.
3: Aladino in general is very Cuban forward, like especially their vintage. It's like a vintage Toro to me tastes exactly like a Monte Cristo number two.
0: You're not the only person who thinks that. I've heard that before. Um, of course, one of the things we need to talk about with all this stuff is the big uh, event that we're having this Friday at twins, the 28th of October. And um, we're having a big retail event with Aladino and uh, Edgar, hopefully will be there for that event. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be there. He'll be there for that event. Um, And that goes on from four to seven downstairs in our retail area. Um, we're going to have a great selection of Aladino cigars, all the different lines that they have. Um, now you can prepare yourself for that event by getting an Aladino Halloween ticket. That ticket is fifty bucks, and it comes with a four pack of Aladino cigars. And the idea behind that is that you can try a variety of different Aladino uh, blends if you have if you are unfamiliar with the uh, Uh, brand and smoke them and then come to the event. And then you kind of have an idea that you know what you like and you can take advantage of specials and things that are going on that night. Um, Bringing that ticket with you also is going to get you that night, a uh, tasting of rabbit hole, high, high gold bourbon. We're going to be drinking that in the second half of the show tonight. Um, Like I said, this, the smoked old fashioned, is one of the pairings that's going to be offered uh, with aladino cigars that friday and um, uh, you in addition to getting the the uh, high gold you're also going to get with the ticket thirteen dollars off any box of aladino that you buy so we already discount the boxes most uh, boxes at twins are discounted ten percent off the suggested retail price of those boxes. So in addition to that, you're going to get another 13 bucks. Plus you're going to get a four-pack of Aladinos on top of that. And then you get to reach into what we're calling the Haunted Price Bucket. I'm very excited about this. This is going to be a very creepy thing. and I'm not going to give you all the details about what goes in, but the, we're going to have a big bucket. And there's going to be some... Balls inside that you're going to have to reach, and the color of the ball is going to determine what kind of uh, Aladino swag or, pri- or prize that you get. Uh, and but the top of the the top of the bucket is going to be covered, and so you're not going to see what you are aiming at or trying to grab, and it's going to be kind of creepy. It's going to be kind of creepy to dig in there and dig something out. It's a haunted uh, prize bucket, people. But um, there's going to be all sorts of prizes that you can get. Uh, There'll be Aladino hats, two-pack of Aladino cigars. Um, There's going to be some other stuff in there as well. I believe a cutter and lighter pack is going to be one of the things that you could get in there. And um, uh, if you get one of these tickets, you get to reach into that prize bucket. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. And then if you take that ticket with you up to the Halloween event up here at the bar, after the event from 7 to 11, uh, you can trade that in for a draft pour of Rosemary's Baby Pumpkin Ale Mm -hmm. from Two Roads Brewery. Uh, And I've had the beer. We tried it with a cigar, specifically with the um, um, uh, Corojo Reserva Number 4. And it was an awesome pairing. All of us who tried it agreed to that, and um, uh, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. So you get bourbon, you get 13 bucks off the box of cigars, you get the prize bucket where you're going to end up with something that's 20, 40 bucks of free swag. Then you get to go upstairs and have a free beer. I mean, what's 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 better than that? But in addition to that, the humidor is going to be haunted. <laughs> I'm very Yay. excited about that. We've got we've, we've got some smoke machines that we're going to be running and one of our bartenders is good at the uh scary makeup thing. She does sh- some really good stuff. She does good work. And so what are the bartenders all going to be zombies?
2: They are they're debating uh, if it's going to be zombies or something different one of our one of our bartenders gets really freaked out by intense (laughs) fx makeup so we'll see (laughs) but
0: But they're making they're making me into a wolf man yeah she she did
2: a preview with me she did my my zombie (laughs) makeup the other day yep and um
0: you looked pretty good yeah yeah, i saw that i saw that
2: she used like um, brown sugar oatmeal to create Mm -hmm. the, the flaky skin texture
0: yeah, it's very cool <laughs> i'm very excited about that there's gonna be creepy <laughs> music playing the lighting's gonna be changed totally edible this afterwards. this is <laughs> this is gonna on be that. one haunted shop on the 28th and we're wicked pumped about it it's gonna be a really good time so you know get the ticket get the pack of cigars smoke them beforehand or bring them with you it doesn't really matter and you know come to the event There'll be a little table where you can sit, enjoy a cigar with Edgar, hear the Aladino story. Uh, you'll be able to hear the the um, Rabbit Hole High Gold story from Talia. She'll be there as well. Mm. She's also dressing up, and um, it's there's gonna it's it's gonna be awesome, creepy Halloween stuff going on. It's gonna be fantastic. I am so looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it's going to be very good. And then up here at the bar after the event uh, from 7 to 11, we're going to be running uh, several different specials. Um, There's going to be the option of getting a uh, Rosemary's Baby and one of these, a uh, Corojo Reserva number four pumpkin beer for 14 bucks. a rabbit hole, high gold bourbon pairing with this, which we're going to try in the second half of the show. That's going to be eighteen dollars the night of the event, and then there's also going to be um, the smoked um, old fashioned here, along with the number four for twenty, and so you're getting some significant savings with each of those. The prize, the haunted prize bucket, is moving up here for that as well. And um, for 10 bucks a try, you're going to get to go into the Haunted Prize bucket. And there's a couple of great grand prizes that are in there. One is a bottle of Rabbit Hole Rye Whiskey, compliments of uh, uh, Tequila Talia, And then uh, the other grand prize is a box of Aladino Robusto cigars. So, and then and now everybody's going to win something who does that. But you have a chance to walk away with one of those prizes every time you reach into the prize bucket. In addition to those, there's going to be a couple of Sam Adams uh, prize packs that are going to be made up. You could win a draft pour of Rosemary's Baby or a draft pour of uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest. All of those things are going to be uh, available by playing the prize bucket for ten bucks uh, up at the bar that night of the party. That's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. Do you know what they're trying to? Some other things that they might be trying to do up here, as far as making it creepy. I mean, Music, the maybe? Of
2: the creepy is you know the the fog machine being involved. I'm wicked be pumped uh... about that. <laughs>
3: We're gonna be playing like thriller and stuff like that online. Oh,
2: I'm all sure. I mean, like you stuff. know, we have the we have the smoke machines and they suck out all the cigar smoke. We might just have to turn it off and let it get real spooky and let like the cigar smoke and the fog just kind of create this big big haze of mist <laughs> that drifts over the, the halloween <laughs> haze yes, but
0: yeah no, lots that's gonna be cocktails, a lot of fun
2: lots of experimentation potions you know potion mm-hmm. master
3: yes mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> i gonna have to make the uh the oh the witcher drink the
0: remember that <laughs> oh trial of the, the grass. trial of the grasses yeah it's a fun one Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm that doesn't mean anything to anybody dave so why don't you explain what that is yes uh, tell the story <laughs> it after,
2: there's our our customer there
3: <laughs> yeah we did a uh um was it was it for thomas i can't remember no, no it was for mike for, it was, uh, soda mike. It was yeah. yeah it was for soda mike and we did a uh you know a, a special drink with the smoke gun
2: well so yeah so, well, he, he he doesn't usually drink so one day he's like you know what, I'm going to get a drink, like, create something. It was, like, a slow Saturday night. And um, it was around the time when The Witcher was getting big, that um, Mm -hmm. TV show. And so I, I made some crazy contraption with, like, gin and grenadine. And essentially it, it looked like this, like, neon green, green cocktail yeah, with, like, green. a float of, like, like red. red. Yeah, it was
0: so <laughs> And
2: yeah. it was in, like, a tall glass. And, um, like, I think we pulled out the smoke gun and we did the whole, like, bubble smoke thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, what do we call this thing? And so he's like, trial of the grasses, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is, like, um, a test in the winter. <laughs>
3: Wow. It's what did, turns the the witches, the witchers into witches,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So did it, it did it go anywhere, that drink?
2: It stayed. People. It, the mm-hmm. word spread. It was a word-of-mouth drink. And yeah. That's what it is. But it looks spooky, so I guess mm-hmm. it falls into the Halloween cocktail. Like, green,
0: like, red, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah could be spooky. Christmassy, too. It could be, but if you saw no. it. No? It's kind of... It's, it's spooky.
0: It's spooky. It's, spooky. it's more spooky than cheery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Not too much share. It's the neon.
0: What's the thought so far on the pairing? Is is, is the smoked old-fashioned and the Cameroon a good match, do you think? I think it's very complimentary. Um,
3: it's not wowing me, though. I just think it's a good complimentary pairing. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of getting the same. It's very consistent. It's very mm-hmm. enjoyable. You really don't have to think about it, and nothing um, about it really makes you, um, like calls your attention to what's happening. Um, but it's just kind of enjoyable. Yeah. It's um, you know, this
0: the sweetness. It's good. Of it's good.
3: Yeah. It's a good pairing. It's like a you good can, pairing. You can, yeah. you can you can have it. You can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be like you know your drink's not going to bother you. Your cigar's yeah. not going to bother you. Everything tastes you know, mm-hmm. you know just a little bit better. But it's like you know.
2: They're both low maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like the cigar doesn't require. It's, the construction's good.
3: Oh, yeah, the construction
0: is spot on good. with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Just like every other allegory Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Pat? What do you think of the uh, pairing here? Well, I'm gonna dissent
1: with the opinion here and say <laughs> it's, a, it's a great pairing. But because again, like one of the common issues I run into in the humidor is people that don't like Honduran cigars is because of that really like dominant earth flavor mm. and this cigar completely cuts that out mm. and again like I, I smoke cubans like they're not my favorite cigar but this makes it very much cuban-esque and it, 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 it and with the honduran tobacco it takes the flaws i find in cuban cigars and provides more mm-hmm. so it's cutting that earth flavor that it turns a lot of people off so it's like if i had the opportunity of trying to get somebody to try Honduran cigar that isn't necessarily a fan of it. I think that this pairing would completely knock it out of the park for him. Mm. So I I would say it's a great pairing because it's targeting the one note that turns most people off the Honduran tobacco.
3: Well, I think that's a testament to the cigar in itself. I don't think really think the pairing adds to that. I think if they smoked the cigar and didn't even have a pairing, they'd feel like that.
1: It's it, Honduran. You love it, you hate it. It's one of those things. It's Honduran or or Cameroon. Honduran the Corojo, it's just, it's just, my experience with it is, it's, you have to like an earth forward cigar to enjoy a Honduran cigar, Mm. which a lot of people do, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. it's not like it's like a 50-50 thing, but there's certain people that just, that's not in the wheelhouse, and I think that this pairing just completely brings this cigar alive, and it cuts down those notes, and it kind of puts forward those more like, because there's a lot of nuances in Honduran tobacco, but again, that earthy note's very prominent. So mm-hmm. if you can cut that down a little bit with the pairing, it 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 brings forward those nuances from the region. So,
0: so in your mind, this pairing can actually enhance the the things that are really really good about Honduran tobacco.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was selling a Honduran cigar to someone that's iffy on it, this is probably the only pairing I could probably suggest to them that's gonna to me ensure that they're going to get everything they can out of the tobacco
0: because mm. it certainly isn't changing the cigar into something it's not no
1: it's not taking anything away it's just refining that earthy note to kind of bring forward like you can get more that can't ruin out of it you can get mm. more of those creamy notes you can get more of that Spice, the cedar th- the yeah, the note to notes. me is intensified yeah. and that's why i'm yeah. saying it's kind of an oak yeah note. it's
3: definitely a lot more woody
1: but it brings the wood forward yeah. and it's just again it's bringing everything out in the cigar it's just cutting down the earth, you know, it's just a little bit out of it. Right. Which can be seen to be overbearing to some people.
0: Mm. Now, tonight, my uh, cigar confession was going to be asking Edgar what, you know, one of his cigar pet peeves was. But he's not here, and so I'll, I'll share one of mine off the cuff. And that is, you know, one of the things I'm happy with tonight is that I haven't seen any of us really touch up the cigar there are times when you need to touch up the burn or whatever but there are people out there who are like if it isn't exactly razor straight they're like they go through whole you know uh, cans of butane you know <laughs> making it exactly and constantly hitting the end of the cigar and you know it it's not supposed to it's not supposed to burn you know, in, in this... It's a leaf. It's, it's a leaf, a, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's going to wave a little yeah. bit here and there, but, but you can tell by looking at all of this, you know, if the cigar is rolled right, you know, there may be a little bit of wonkiness there, but it should correct itself as it's going down. And you're never going to know whether that happens or not if you keep trying to step in there and change things. And the more you burn the wrapper yourself, the more likely you are to actually change the flavors that you're getting because those torches that most people use are exceptionally hot creating char they're not if they uh, create char if you don't know what you're doing that can or if you're if you're not careful um you can really impact your experience of the cigar by overdoing that and so one of the things i uh look for you know you know as i'm lighting stuff is I don't want to have to reach from once you've lit it and you've lit it correctly, which maybe takes a few more seconds to do it that way. You shouldn't really have to relight it again, unless you're like doing a podcast and you talk for 20 minutes and then you realize your cigar has gone out. Uh, Cause most cigars, you know, there's, there's, it's natural. There's no chemicals in them. So it's not going to keep burning. It's, it will go out in inside of a minute if uh, you don't take another draw
3: on yeah. when I lit it, it was a little wobble, had a little, uh, wasn't, I don't know, didn't light it even correctly, but it's absolutely straight now. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you just—it's uh, a little like, bit of a challenge to light a Figueroa, you know. It is, and you know, I just like to see where it goes. Like, is it gonna correct itself? Is mm-hmm. it gonna, you know? And that's one of the most impressive things I've consistently seen with Aladino in particular, Mm -hmm. um, is that they're, they almost always have like a razor sharp. You can almost always see every draw that you've taken in the ash, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's had a hot point or not. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like I, they have like the best rollers in the business. I think. This is
0: really, really tasty. Yeah. It's, um, I would. I, I can totally get behind. I, I'm already a big fan of the the uh, Cameroon uh, version of Aladino, but the Queens in particular, I think, is fantastic. The Queen's size and the, 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 the connection and is too. the Queen the, the the figurado shape, the ring gauge. I think that just really enhances the blend of the the Cameroon here, and I really really enjoy it. Pat, what about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, I think the Toro is probably the other one I've had, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, I definitely, again, like, the Honduran Cameroon is just, wait any cigar I've had with it, either if it's from CLE, CLE or Aladino, I've been a huge fan of it. But, yep. yeah, the Queens definitely, because, again, since you have, like, that kind of little nipple on mm-hmm. the Figurado, you get a lot more of that wrapper right off the bat before that, you know, the fillers right. kind of engage in the blend, and it's just interesting to see how it develops. And this definitely has more of that fuller-bodied kind of profile to it, just because of that smaller gauge. Because the right. Toro, I think, is a it's a 52, I think, 52
0: gauge. Yeah, it's a 52. I believe.
1: Yep. So again, I'm a Corona smoker, which is mm-hmm. why the number four that we're doing next is my favorite the DNL, by the mm-hmm. way, but. Mine, too um, it's mm-hmm. again like it, getting as much of the wrapper as i can it, it, it's it's awesome so yeah. i definitely big fan of the queens plus also like a lot of people that don't like perfectos it's i find it's because they have like you know like the, the gauge changes so the gauge gets bigger in the center of the cigar mm-hmm. the reason why i love the queens is because it's a figurado but it's 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 really like a regular parillo other than just mm-hmm. the nippled foot so yeah. it's not really an aggressive figurado it's, right. it's more of a low-key thing and it's again the size is very convenient it's kind of like an hour smoke and mm-hmm. you know it's like i, I love the queens I, I wish they would do a queens in the chrome reserve like i really wish they would do that like i would <laughs> like I they have a figurado which is basically a torpedo but mm-hmm. it, oh, if they did a queens oh i'd be so happy
3: mm-hmm. yeah i would love to see a queens and uh the,
0: the reserve <laughs> Bree, what about yourself final yes, thoughts i'm gonna
2: agree i mean my favorite sizes are of course lancero mm-hmm. um but after that like coronas um, robustos um i've always been a fan of um figurados like you know the, even like our club perfecto mm-hmm. um i just even like torpedoes i just i feel like um having that little nippled end just like allows for like a great start to your cigar you know it's it allows you that extra kind of leverage to like toast it get it going and then like it takes care of itself perfectly for for the most part mm. um aladino like again that's another one of my just like easy no effort go-to smokes yep. if i'm you know running around the bar or even if i'm just like sitting down doing homework and i just want something that i can just enjoy and not think about it's always my go-to cigar and this is holding up that end of the bargain um you know it's it's down like band removed like it's just one Mm. of those smokes where you're just talking and smoking and not even realizing the cigar is almost gone
1: we have the lancero this right yes have you smoked the lancero
2: yes i believe how would
1: you compare that do you remember it at all or no
2: Um, so it's, I've been smoking the vintage, so it's been a little while, but, um, from what I recalled compared to the vintage, I felt like the Lancero, just like this one, um, off the initial light, it had that extra little kick of like pepper and spice, but again, it mellowed out nicely. So I did notice off the bat, it, it felt like slightly stronger than most of the vintage series. Like, I feel like you get way more cream with the vintage, but it was still enjoyable. And I feel like I got more of the earth, um, when I had that i wasn't drinking it with anything i think I, w- I had like coffee or something um so i got a lot more of that earth when i smoked the lancero but i also found that um having like the smaller batola the flavor was almost like intensified it was more like centralized but it still smoked just as well the construction was still great and it mellowed
0: out really evenly mm. and dave what are your final thoughts on this yay nay thumbs up thumbs down
3: this is definitely my favorite vitola, of the cameroon i i um just a like you know uh pair it with everybody else and particularly pat the um that it's very cuban forward uh the spice the cream um is heavy on the palate um the the pepper and the hail <laughs> um it's my favorite it's my favorite of the cameroons
0: mm. all right uh we're going to take a little bit of of a break and when we come back we're going to be smoking the uh aladino crojo reserva number four along with some rabbit hole high gold bourbon we'll be right back don't go anywhere all right everybody we are back and now we're smoking another cigar um that we are very excited about that's going to be highlighted at the uh, halloween party uh this friday the 28th at our aladino halloween event and that is this, the Aladino Corojo number four. This is a cigar that comes out once a year, comes out in November of each year, uh, and that's the only time you can buy it. Uh, fortunately, here at Twins, we've uh, we buy enough of it that it is able to keep us pretty much in it year-round. Um, and this is a, a Corona. It's a what? A five by forty-six, right?
1: Yeah, I want to say it's probably like a 44, right?
0: Is it a forty? I don't know. I, again, I was thinking that Edgar was going to be here, so I didn't exactly look up the... I'm going to look while you're talking. Look, I think it's a 44. Okay. But uh, it's an all, all Honduran Corojo cigar. Yeah, 44. 44. 44. Okay, yeah. so a 5x44 cigar, Honduran Corojo wrapper binder filler, uh, authentic um, Honduran Corojo means that uh, the plant has not been genetically altered in any way. Uh, authentic grow only grows to four or five feet tall. That's about um, half of what most tobacco plants uh, grow up to. Some of them grow not quite double that, but uh, the yield is significantly less. The plant is much more prone to different uh, diseases. It's very difficult to grow. Um The Aroa family has kind of mastered that and has been growing it on their farms in Honduras for years and decades, and uh, they are excellent at it. But because the yields are low, you can only um, make so much of uh, any given cigar, given the leaf size, the... um, uh, Corojo cigars use the upper leaves of the cigar That get more sun, they get a little Bit of a thicker wrapper, they get more flavor To them And um, oh. this is One of the best Cigars I think Aladino Makes, mm-hmm. and we are Pairing it with the Rabbit Hole High Gold Bourbon Which is going to be One of the pairings that's offered uh, Friday night up here at the bar this cigar and this bourbon for 18 dollars um, that saves you so what is what is a, a pour of this cost the bar the high gold is it like f- 15 16 bucks
2: um, just about yeah right just about right around
0: there and then yeah. this cigar is you know if you buy it it's ten bucks so to get it for for 18 that's a really good price and um, uh, I was with uh, tequila Italia uh, who, like I said, will be here for the event on Friday. And we had several different uh, rabbit hole bourbons that we um, uh, taste tested with this cigar. Uh, she's actually going to be on the show in a few weeks. We're doing a bourbon challenge here, bourbon drinking challenge. And this is something we can talk about a little bit, too. It, there's eight different bourbons. I think it's four Jeffersons, three uh rabbit holes and then um what's the what's the bourbon with the uh elephant on it? Smooth Ambler. The Smooth Ambler. Mm. If you try all eight oh. of those bourbons, you you're gonna get home. You're gonna get your it doesn't ha- it's it's not doesn't Dave, it doesn't all happen in the same night. It doesn't all happen in the same night. We're looking for repeat customers, not like one and then <laughs> just send them just saying eight does. drinks at all. Okay. One the right.
2: we, we are offering it as a flight option, too, if you wanted to get four at a time. As four a at a time as four. a
0: flight. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, once you've tried all eight, you're going to get your name engraved on a plate that is going to be put on a uh, barrel top uh, that's going to be displayed here in the bar. Oh, I've seen it. That. It's freaking <laughs> amazing. The, 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 the barrel top looks awesome. It's
2: pretty cool. It is. It
0: is pretty cool. And that's just going to be going on until until the whole thing is filled in. And every time we get five or six names, you know, we'll send those names in. They'll get the, the, the strips engraved and bring them back and put them on there. But uh, it's it's going to be real. Anyway, we're going to be talking more about that with Talia in a couple of weeks. That's uh, cool. But the the High Gold here that we're doing is one of those bourbons. And um this cigar is offered with that bourbon, the, the rabbit, uh, rabbit Hole High Gold, uh, at, at the Halloween party. I think it's going to be a great pairing. I want to know what you guys think. Um, this has always been one of my favorite Aladino s- since it came out. Uh, they first came out with the Corojo Reserva in the Robusto. Then they came out with a Toro. Uh, this was the third Vitola they came out with. Um, about a year ago, they, ca- a year and a half ago, they came out with, um, a figurado, a box pressed figurado, which is also very, very good. Uh, but this remains my favorite of the four yep. Corojo Reserve sizes. Why do you like it, Dave?
3: <clears throat> I feel like it's very intense and I feel like the other one's just kind of like, you know, they're good smoke, um. But this is just like a flavor bomb. Um, it's the corojo is is you get a, an intense sweet, like baking spiced pepper, you know. Um, and the uh, the construction is just uh, you know it's a joy to, to to look at it while you're smoking it. Like the ash just goes on and on and on, mm. and it's just absolutely gorgeous. The construction is always on point with this like this is one of the this is one of the like when someone comes in and they want like a high end cigar mm-hmm. and um, when they ask for a dab it off mm-hmm. you know i ask them if they've ever had an aladino before and they're like no who's that and i'll be like this is this is what I think an Aladino, uh, a Davidoff should cost. You know, know, I'll give them this. (laughs) This is Uh, what an Aladino should. This is what a Davidoff Uh, should cost. Because this is like, I think this is better than most Davidoffs, in my opinion. I believe
0: Um, Davidoff should top out around $12. Yeah, because
3: this just puts them to shame. (laughs) You know, it really does. The amount of the flavor, the construction, uh, the amount of love you can just tell that was put into the cigar. Mm. It's just, you know, it's as good as a $20, $24 Davidoff. It really is. And uh, I've never heard anybody disagree with me yet.
0: Well, I mean, traditionally, Davidoff is a is a mild to medium smoke. This is definitely a more full bodied cigar. Um, construction wise, I I agree with you. I don't think Davidoff has you know you're getting you're getting that kind of quality. Right. As far as, as you're far getting as quality how it's made. with Davidoff, yeah. But yeah, you're getting quality, but it's a it's a it, do you think it's a little bit of comparing apples and oranges, offering this as a, you know, in place of like a, a Davidoff Millennium, which you know is a? Well, no, I'm thinking
3: about like if someone asked for an Oscuro, okay, you know, and they they more the full body type stuff, and you know, and I'm All like, right. well, you know, hey, try this because this I is-
0: totally agree with you there. I would take one of these over an Oscuro any day of the week. Yeah, would you agree with that, Pat? no yes it's, it's, again, <laughs> come on you, you, Yay, apples to
1: oranges honduras to dominican it's one of those things where it's like i think that the quality and the product in aladino stands to davidoff but i think if you have like a traditional davidoff smoker getting them on an aladino might be kind of a but again it might work you know it's, it's they're, they're, they're two absolutely different cigars so it's, it's True. tough to True. say that this can supplement a davidoff just like but Saying I think it the it average Davidoff
3: it. customer is smoking it for the name, for the recognition, and um, you know, because the, if it costs that much, it's got to be good. And I'm trying to erase that stigma.
1: Well, I think me being a Davidoff guy, like, it's... I You're a Fuente guy. Don't,
3: don't jump shit. Well, I, I enjoy <laughs> Davidoff,
1: and it's, like, there's a certain... Like it's 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 a Dominican Plito, it's the Alor Dominicana, they have their own hybrid seed from Alor Dominicana and Dominican Plito. Like it's if you like Davidoff, you like it for a reason. Now, if you have people that go for the brand, then you know it's it's a different conversation. But if you have a true Davidoff smoker, it's apples to oranges. I think the true
3: Davidoff smoker is far and few between the average customer that is buying Davidoff. I think I feel like the average customer that's buying Davidoff is buying it because they met a Davidoff purist.
1: I think Hooksit needs to up their sales pitch for Davidoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have,
3: like, one Davidoff cigar there. Because well, that would, that, would, that would
0: totally explain your, your
3: <laughs> thing there, Dave. But, We've but, had yeah. other Davidoffs before, and they just collect dust. So, But the but Aladino's the, the, continue to fly to off Dave's the shelf. To Dave's
1: point, I will commend <laughs> Aladino, that their construction's very on point, and I can mm. definitely correlate that with Davidoff. Yeah.
0: What about you, Bree? What do you think of the... Uh, number four here
2: so i actually smoked the cigar on saturday night for my bar shift
0: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. of
2: course like that was a different experience because i got probably about as far as i am now before i had to put it down and inevitably we got a little rush and i had to you know Mm -hmm. come back to it relight it um and so at at first i i was enjoying it i i didn't I wasn't enjoying it as much as I did with, like, the Vintage series and, um, like, you know, the Cameroons <clears throat> we just smoked. Right. Um, and it was interesting. I almost, and I'm still kind of getting that, and it's not a bad thing. I almost get, like, a weird, um, I'm trying to place my finger on it still. It's not quite earth. It's, like, it's almost, like, um, like a salty kind of... um Savory. Mm- i don't know it's unique i'm trying to figure out what it is um now that i've been like consistently puffing it it's mellowing out a lot um it doesn't didn't have as much like peppery spice but it did have like a very like deep flavor to it Mm. um so i guess i'm still trying to figure out this cigar um and it i don't think it's one that's good to put (coughs) down but it is it's pretty enjoyable so far um to just smoke to just puff on um So yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how it will go, but I am still getting that kind of weird salty earth flavor Mm -hmm. um, on the back end. Smoking it the second time.
1: Uh, mm. So based on what I I wish Edgar was here to kind of verify what I'm saying, but the research I've done on the Crow Reserve Number 4, the main difference and also why it's a limited production cigar is it uses higher briming tobacco for the filler and they age it three to four years before releasing, because, again, that's really intense tobacco. they got to let it sift a little bit. Yeah. So that's why, and again, I'm a Corona smoker, so even if it didn't have that tobacco in it, this is going to be the size I grab, but, like, this is one of my, like, arsenal cigars. Mm -hmm. Like, so often you get guys that go in the humidor, and they're like, you guys have Cubans? And it's like, no, we can't sell them. And they're like, well, I want a Cuban cigar. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Well, you
0: know, 70 years ago, there was this thing called a (laughs) theme So...
1: You and anyone that works in a cigar shop is going to attest to this. You get a lot of people that want Cuban cigars or something mm. that's going to remind them of a Cuban cigar, and this has always been what I reach to, and I've never like once had somebody smoke this cigar and say you were you know you were wrong. Mm. It's always a right because one, again, branding wise, I think branding's done with an intent. It looks like a Cuban Monte Cristo. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the yeah. branding the, instead of the M C A. It's very similar that the yellow and brown contrast the mm-hmm. bands it's it's absolutely similar and it smokes the number four especially now you would think the figurato the torpedo right. would kind of smoke like the number two mm-hmm. it doesn't this one has a very similar profile to the Monte Cristo number two yeah and it's phenomenal and again like that whole thing that i kind of talk about like you either love or you hate Honduran tobacco this Mm -hmm. is a very full-bodied Honduran tobacco experience Mm -hmm. but this specific blend in the number four those kind of earthy notes i was referring to earlier they're not present in this cigar it's a very Mm -hmm. well blended cigar and i don't know if maybe i'm touching on what brie picks up on the cigar but one of the unique things i get out of this cigar that really makes it comparable to the money Cristo number two is I get a very sweet dog hickory note That's out of it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is it. And yeah. mm-hmm. again, Cuban tobacco with the money Cristo number two, like you get peppercorn, leather, um, a little bit of creamy earth, very dominant Cuban I call it Cuban cream. It has a very thick texture. Yep. And then true. hickory. Like the yeah. hickory is what comes out of the Cuban tobacco that a lot of brands, and Nicaraguan tobacco does it, but they don't have those creamy notes, those oaky notes, those leather notes. Mm -hmm. So this specific cigar out of the Aladino portfolio hits those Cuban notes, and it has that hickory note that I have not had in a cigar of this caliber without it being a Nicaraguan,
0: which doesn't have those other notes that Cubans do. Sweet hickory. Mm. That's what I get. I was looking for the word. Yes. It's, and it's it's almost like a brown sugar kind of sweet. And I haven't right? sipped the drink mm-hmm. yet, so that this yeah. is purely cigar right now. That's what, cigar, that's what right, smoking
3: girl. the glass does yeah. to the does to the drink. It brings out a smoked hickory taste. In the mm-hmm.
0: thing.
2: That's why I haven't sipped the drink yet because I was like trying to figure out like what out what the it. Cigar. That's a very unique flavor. You don't get that in a lot of cigars. Now
0: so. we've we've talked a lot about how you know, Honduran tobacco either love it or hate it. Um, you know the obviously you know camacho which came out 20 years ago was a huge monstrous hit and ironically that was a cigar that christian Roa uh came out with um utilizing the same tobacco that's in this cigar um eight nine years into it davidoff came along and said hey let's let's buy that they bought the brand they didn't however buy the recipes they did not end up utilizing uh, uh, the tobacco from the Aroa Farms. So, you know, what you're getting here, you know, in the Aladino is traditionally what was those original Camacho recipes. This, this in effect, was the, the Camacho Diploma that came out uh, in the early 2000s. And uh, having been smoking that long, and knowing, you know, it, it, this reminds me of that old, of that old thing, um, that old brand, um, very very good stuff. But um, my palate these days, my my, f- the 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 countries I gravitate towards has been Nicaragua for the longest time. And really in large part because of Aladino, Honduran. And the more I have seen stuff come out, the more you know, Honduran tobacco seems to be taking a big uptick. Um, case in point, um, Kurt kendall who's the the owner of twins the owner of 724 came out with a limited edition uh club humidor cigar cigars cars and cycles which was an all honduran blend and that cigar in my opinion was one of the best 724s that has ever come out and it was an all honduran blend um you know, so, you know, to me, that kind of begs the question here, you know, is, is Honduran tobacco kind of on the rise? And is it, do you think, going to take prominence over some of the other tobacco growing countries that have had kind of a monopoly on things? Um, certainly, you know, Cuba is still seen by just about everybody as the, the, the number one, a super awesome best tobacco on the planet. But Dominican tobacco I think in my experience anyway, would I would say is the most common tobacco that's used in cigars in the that are available in the States. Nicaragua's really been the big you know, giving them a run for its money. But now I think Honduran tobacco is coming up there too. And I know that that kind of subject Pat was something you wanted to hit tonight what are you what are your thoughts on that whole thing
1: yeah so I mean I've definitely spent time kind of looking into the different regions again Tobacco University does a really good job touching a little bit on the surface of each one and it's really kind of interesting because again like Cuba is considered the Godfather of cigars mm-hmm. you know like they everything that we do in the industry today when it comes to curing fermenting again every company has their own little, twist to how to ferment the tobacco. You can have the same tobacco, right. give it to two different manufacturers, it's going to taste different because of the fermentation process. But, kind of the, the core elements of how it's done is really originating from Cuba. And again, you look at the Cuban Revolution, all these masters in Cuba, fled Cuba and they a lot of them went to Nicaragua which is why I think a lot of people view Nicaragua as the top region at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, now that kind of Manufacturers have kind of set up shops in different regions now you're kind of looking at well is Nicaragua really the best is Cuba still maintaining that kind of title and these other kind of underdog regions I'll call them are they kind of catching up now so to me on my experience you know I have a lot of for instance I use Padron a lot of Padron smokers feel that Padron is your quintessential Cuban cigar which if you smoke a Cuban then you smoke a Padron To me, because of that volcanic soil in Nicaragua, it's a really good cigar, but it doesn't have that kind of Cuban esque flavor profile that I'm kind of referring to. I totally agree with that. And again, my main kind of. And the reason why I'm excited for having an Aladino event is to me, Aladino is. If you want a Cuban cigar and you can't get a Cuban, Aladino is the closest thing in my opinion, you can get to it. And it goes from every aspect of the experience. Now, again, Aladino, you know, we maybe touch on the history of Aladino a little bit. That was kind of Mm -hmm. going to be Edgar's role, but they, they, it's a, it's a very, it's, it's Cuban. It's a Cuban family. Yeah. And they have authentic Corojo seeds and everything. Like when you take an Aladino cigar, especially the Cameroon that we just had and the Crow reserve, that wrapper is very similar. It's that very silky, thin, smooth wrapper. It has those very mild, refined veins on it. It has very tight and visible seams. It, it's very, if you, if, I, if I took the bands off of an Aladino and gave it to someone, they could, it has the same look as a Cuban does. And I guess my opinion is I think that Honduran tobacco in the next 10 years is going to surpass every region currently manufacturing tobacco unless those regions do something different. Now,
0: and what do you I, mean by
1: surpass? So, when it comes to getting that kind of traditional Cuban profile, again, I don't think Cuba's doing a good job current day. I'm talking like the old school, like the the the, the pinnacle of Cuban cigars. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot not every manufacturer is trying to do that, right? But I think that there's some manufacturers that are striving for that. And obviously, Aladino being an authentic Corojo brand, they want to achieve that, right? So, to me, like I think in the next 10 years, as they keep kind of revolutionizing how they manufacture, I think that they're going to surpass current Cuba, and I think they're going to just achieve that kind of pinnacle Cuban cigar. And my experience with it, again, using the Corojo Reserve Number no. 4 and the other lines from Aladino, is the only thing that I notice different from an Aladino cigar and a Cuban cigar <laughs> is I think that the tobacco in Cuba matures quicker than Honduran tobacco, meaning that if you take an Aladino cigar and you age it maybe three, four, five years, it's going to hit that Cuban profile like right on the head, where mm. if you take a, a Honduran cigar that's been aged maybe six months to a year, it, it, it again, that, that very prominent earthy note you get from the Honduran kind of soil it it, again you'd love or you hate it right so in the number four again to my example everyone kind of picked up on that hickory note again monte cristo number two that's one of those notes that the connoisseurs of cubans look for and this cigar aged four ish five years it's hitting that note Mm -hmm. now if you smoke the robusto the toro that hickory note that i'm referring to to my palate at least mm-hmm. isn't in that cigar okay and now i've had a robusto Crow reserve that's been aged for four years and now that note kind of seeps out a little because that, like those really prominent earthy notes kind of set to the side a little bit right so just based on my experience with smoking cigars for the past two years i think that Honduran tobacco has <laughs> been kind of moving forward and i think that a lot of the products that have been being released again like the like, the CRE signature, Sean, that was my first experience streaming? having Pandora in Can TV That, to me, was not only very Cuban-esque, but it was a very unique smoking experience. And totally I, agree. To this moment, obviously, the Aladino Can room touches on some of those notes. Sure. But nothing... And again, that was the cigar of the year for us last yes, year, wasn't Yes, was. it was. Yep. Nothing, regardless of what Half World says, nothing that I've smoked other than that cigar has given me that same experience. And again, yeah. that was a new cigar that came out of honduras and aladino and cre both have kind of just keep proving everything that they release is getting to be a more refined better mm-hmm. version of Honduran tobacco and out of other regions i mean you see new brands come out like nicaraguan based brands uh dominican based brands they're good cigars but mm-hmm. again i can go to a different brand and get something with that region's tobacco and i can get very similar notes out of it right i think that aladino and just Honduran tobacco it's depending on what the the skew is of the brand, it's a very unique take of a smoking experience. And I think that, again, give it 10 years, and I I honestly think Honduras is going to just surpass Nicaragua. I think Nicaragua is probably what
0: people consider to be the
1: best manufacturer at the moment.
0: Now, I I would say some of that comes from the fact that whether you're talking Dominican, Nicaraguan, Honduran, a lot of the uh, methods for agriculture, you know, and growing and curing the tobacco have kind of kept pace with, for lack of a better word, technology. Right, technological advancements on how to how to irrigate, how to um, cultivate. That's all been, you know, really, uh, taken care of in those countries. Whereas Cuba's really been behind that. And um, I think that makes a big qualitative difference just in what's being produced in those other countries versus what's produced in Cuba because they're still using a lot of the same methods that they were 50, 60, 70 years ago. Um, (coughs) Then you put on top of that the whole, um, you know, communist structure where, you know, people aren't paid to produce wicked awesome they're paid to produce x amount and they really you know people i know who have been down there recently and seen how things are done that's that's the attitude they have you know you you see whole fields of of uh tobacco with the the flowers on top of the leaves you're supposed to you know take those off so prune them so that all of the nutrients go into the leaves instead of into the flower. Mm-hmm. And when they were asked, why did you do Well, I've already gotten my my quota for the year. So I'm not worried about the rest of this. So all of that stuff isn't being utilized for the cigars. Maybe it's utilized for something else. But it's not being utilized for the cigars because the the person's, you know, he's paid to produce X. and And he doesn't get paid more to produce more you know it's just it's just that amount whereas these other countries you know have really you know when it comes to irrigating when it comes to uh um fertilizing the soil when it comes to to methods of of how to cultivate cure and age the stuff have have come up with new methods of things and yet here with aladino specifically and and uh jre tobacco they're using an authentic Corojo plant, which you know, the same plant that was grown in Cuba, and it hasn't been genetically altered at all. And I think that's one of the reasons that you get that Cubanesque kind of flavor from it, even though the soils, you know, it's obviously not the same wicked volcanic <clears throat> soil that you have in in Cuba. But because they haven't genetically altered the plant, I think that has something to do with it too. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, just like going back a little bit, just because you you mentioned the pruning, or also mm-hmm. known as topping, with the flower on the plant, like right. you know the fact that that's happening in Cuba, that's very like detrimental. Because again, like tobacco is a weed, so when you pl- after like it leaves the seminellos and it's a seedling and it's and it's transported to the growing lots. It, it it grows very vigorously i mean it, it uh, usually topping happens i'd say three to four weeks into the process and they mm-hmm. do that because once you top the tobacco plant it stops growing Now all those nutrients get utilized in the current leaves that are there so that's where you get that kind of flavor aroma that body right. so the fact that in cuba they're not topping these plants like i mean maybe you could use it for cigarettes i don't know what yeah. you can use it for but i don't know um <clears throat> but now to the other point with honduras is Yeah, like they have authentic Cuban seeds. And I think one of the things that I look at other manufacturers doing is now in in the Dominican, the two main varietals is Lord Dominicana and Dominican Plito. Now, Dominican Plito is Cuban seed, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of their own kind of take on it. And again, like Davidoff that I allotted to earlier, they have their own hybrid seed of uh, Lord Dominicana and then Dominican Plito. So it's a different, an all new different varietal. Right. And then you go into Nicaragua and then Aganorsa that we smoked last week. Well, we smoked foundation, but they use Aganorsa's tobacco. They have Criollo of 98 and Coro 99, right? right so correct. it's their own hybridization of a Cuban seed. Right. So that's going to give you a different kind of flavor profile. Now, again, a very welcomed one. A lot of people enjoy mm-hmm. that kind of more fuller-bodied black pepper, forward, earthy cigar. But when you take an authentic seed from Cuba and you just just treat the soil... You develop the soil, you're gonna get those kind of Cubanesque flavors and unlike Cuba, who isn't hasn't been turning their soil at all, like the, the minerals is completely deprived from the soil in Cuba. Yeah. You know, a region like Honduras, who's doing this really authentic way of growing this tobacco, can develop their soil. And again, like I don't know the science behind it, but you can kind of you can replicate soil from different regions. Again, like there's a word for mm-hmm. it that I don't know, but that's the thing you can do. And again, I don't know what they're doing in Honduras, but that could very well be something that they're working to do. And again, like all of the new releases I've had from Honduras has gone like another step closer to that kind of cuban profile. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that they that. Especially Aladino and CRE, that they're really striving to do.
0: Bree, now that you've had time to kind of get through the first third of that cigar, what's what's your impressions of it now?
2: So yeah, that flavor that's on, like almost like how when you when you have like an infused cigar, you get like a flavor off the mm-hmm. wrapper. That um that like salty sweetness is still Mm -hmm. there but the cigar itself the spice has mellowed out a lot Mm -hmm. um I just did my first relight on it um so it's definitely not as like it doesn't burn I'd say as fast as a lot of the other Aladinos but Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it the second time around a lot more That I'm able to sit here and like pay attention to it and um really like focus on it and it's mellowing out nicely I'm still getting, um, like, now that Pat has put the name to it, I'm still getting um, more of, like, the sweet side of that hickory note. The smoke and spice has kind of mellowed out and gone away. And um, I've tried it with the pairing now. And um, off the bat, the whiskey itself with like the first half of the cigar um was a little bit bold a little bit more like spice forward um, mm-hmm. not like pepper spice but more like that bacon spice um, sure. like a little bit of kick to it mm-hmm. and i added on um, like a cap full of like just like a small cap full of water to the whiskey okay and um that actually opened <clears throat> up the pairing a lot more mm. um it allowed like some of the the sweeter more mesquite notes in the whiskey to kind of complement the cigar mm-hmm. um so I'm still kind of deciding, like, how the pairing is, like, is going together, but, um, the cigar itself now is getting that signature, like, Aladino feel, where it's just, like, enjoyable, it's smooth, I'm, um, still getting that, like, that strange kind of, like, salt hickory, note at the beginning, um, but there's not any kind of, like, kick or spice to it, it's just very mellow, um, there's one more note I'm kind of I'm trying to place at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's almost like the cigar is bringing out some of... Uh, it's not quite mesquite, but it's bringing out a certain sweetness in the whiskey, like almost like the sweet side of if you were to have mm-hmm. like hickory barbecue sauce. So it's kind of interesting. I think the pairing is working well together so far.
0: What do you think, Pat, of the pairing in particular? So I think
1: that <clears throat> the the bourbon with that kind of heated leaves in your palate is kind of opening me up more to kind of get more of that like kind of black pepper I'm kind of referring to earlier Mm -hmm. but there is a baker's spice that goes to the finish and then it's bringing that hickory note out more so just because again that that sweetness is really complementing the bourbon and it's I kind of wish I could have had the the old-fashioned with it, too, Mm -hmm. because, again, like, we chose all the pairings to pair with Aladino. It's not just really, you know, with one cigar, so I kind of wish I had some left. I kind of
2: want you guys to put, like, a cap, just, like, a cap full of water into it. It actually, um, it opens up a lot more.
1: And while we're doing that, I'm just wondering, Mike, Mike, did you smoke any Aladino tonight? No. Brad, did you? Do you want to say anything about the pairings?
3: delicious
1: delicious you want to put a headset on and say that or no
0: no (laughs) (laughs) all right people are so headset shy here Mm -hmm.
2: it's kind of funny too like we have on like aladino like christian aroa and I, Mm -hmm. i looked up actually the backstory with um the high golds and um the inspiration or the the story behind Rabbit Hole is um, paying tribute to Christian Heigl. So it's kind of funny you have Christian and Christian.
1: (laughs) Aladino's Gusto, though.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking, like, The better
1: of the two. The better
2: of the two. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so with the Heigold um, so just to kind of like go over the whiskey a little so their story is paying tribute to Christian Highgold, the motivating force behind Rabbit Hole and a man named Christian Highgold are one and the same to use nature spontaneity and imagination to create works of art that inspire others Highgold, a German immigrant took a leap of faith and settled in the rolling stone abundant hills of Louisville Kentucky in the 1840s his profession made him a natural resident of the state as he was a trained stonecut who through his art quickly became known for his ingenuity and allegiance to the united states Highgold spent no time resting when adjusting to his new life he immediately invested time into building his manor house where he used his skills to carve beautiful renditions of his family hmm. oh so, yeah i don't know the, the backstory is always kind of a
0: rabbit hole is really yeah it's a it's a really good bourbon mm-hmm. it's a really good whiskey Yeah and it's
2: um it's another whiskey that goes through the process of being aged and like charred barrels so the point of charring barrels is that um it's supposed to bring out the sugars in the wood mm-hmm. and allow them to to manifest in the whiskey so i believe with high gold with each of their barrels um they they char them mm-hmm. for like a, approximately like 20 minutes and it's like this this intricate toasting process and then the whiskey rests in the barrels and allows that sweetness from the wood to come forward into the the spirit. So it's, I I feel like just that process alone plays with what Pat was saying about like the hickory sweetness in yeah. the cigar. So it's yeah it makes sense with <clears> the <throat> pairing.
1: I have one <clears throat> off topic question. I kind of want to ask the panel. Go go ahead. So, it, it, it's pertaining to like our Aladino event. So, historically tatuaje dominates october just because of the halloween series so i think that here at twins we're doing something very unique by kind of shedding light to another brand during this kind of season like the spooky season you know like Mm aladino doesn't have any like halloween cigars they don't have anything that kind of pertains to halloween so with what we're doing like what is the benefit of kind of spending your halloween delving into aladino here at twins
0: that's a very good question. I mean, you know, on the you know, you you could you could say, you know, very matter of factly that you know, while Tatawahe and the and the and the monster series um and the Drax Redux just came out um, last week, it sold out in about, you know, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Here at the store, um, you know, which is normally associated with Halloween, they have not been doing events since the corona uh hit in 2019, 2020, and they're still not doing events. And so, it, it you know, the, the short answer to the question is, w- w- why aren't we doing Tatawahe? Is well, it wasn't really an option. That said, um, you know, Aladino, you know, not only is a great cigar and is utilizing uh, recipes that have been tried and true for since the early 2000s. And the family's been actively on that farm for, what, a hundred years, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing, and it's a, it's a crop-to-box kind of operation. They control everything. Uh, they're vertically integrated that way, we call it. So everything from seed to the box, they totally control. And, you know, another thing I really like about Aladino is that, you know, they they are a really great friend of twins to, um, you know, the, the support they give us. Um, they're a brand that really, you know, gets behind us when we do our annual, you know, blues barbecue events. They're always one of the companies that participates in that. <clears throat> um, they are willing to, to, you know, donate the box of cigars that we're, we're, uh, giving away at the, uh, um, event Friday night, you know, the. the those are really good things, and, and this is one of these these brands that, even though it's only been around for five six years, it's really it's really really good, and it's it's one of those brands that you know we here at Twins really want to get behind, um, partly because of what they do for us, but just as importantly because the cigar is awesome. I, I, Aladino to me does not make a bad cigar. They make cigars that, for for most people's palates, are going to be good to awesome. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of brands out there that make cigars that, you know, some of them have some awesome stuff, but there's a lot of you know cigars that you know in a in a in a brand's portfolio that maybe just like meh, you know. I, I don't know. I'd never do that again. Any Aladino somebody gives me, I'll probably, I, I, I will smoke it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's one of those cigars where, you know, I can get behind just about everything they make. They're not all my palate. N- no brand is all your palate, I think. <laughs> Unless you're a Padron smoker, in which case, it's all your palate. <laughs> but... um <clears throat> You know, I, I really love the fact that whether it's Connecticut, whether it's Cameroon, whether it's the Corojo, whether it's the uh, Box Press Maduro, which features the San Andreas Maduro wrapper, or the original line, which is all, you know, uh, authentic Corojo wrapper in and, and, and a more lighter medium kind of format. It's all really good stuff. You know,
1: I think to kind of like even like kind of answer my own question. I think that, you know, like (laughs) the first time doing Aladino in October, it's kind of a blessing in disguise to me. Because, again, like you look at Tatuaje, they have the Halloween series. And when I smoke one of those cigars, if you look beyond the branding, the cigar itself really doesn't remind me of Halloween. Right. Like it's very... Again, like we we talked about in the past, how like a lot of the Halloween releases is, in my opinion, stuff you can get from the my father portfolio. Right. You know, it's unique blends that Pete does, but to me, it's not Tatuaje. It's very novelty, right? So, Mm -hmm. I think that the thing that kind of opened my eyes, smoking more Aladinos this you know past couple weeks is, and and again, Brad in the audience can attest to this, like Honduran tobacco to me really hits that kind of fall vibes right like those earthy mm. notes i'm referring to like it really reminds me of the fall and i think that kind of embracing aladino more during this halloween season it it fits yep. much better to me you know like yep. again you don't have like a cigar like the drac for instance where it's you know count dracula halloween scary spooky whatever mm-hmm. But the cigar itself, like that cigar smoking experience, like it very much more complements that kind of like the leaves are turning being yep. outside that kind of smell you get in the fall when you're out in the woods like it 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 really right like
0: wouldn't't wouldn't yeah, cigar totally that. wouldn't right. this cigar go great with a hot spice cider
1: that that, mm, that yes. that's the thing I yep. think that like the, the, this event really opened my eyes more so that. You know, you, you don't need branding of, like, the Drac or these Halloween cigars to have, like, that kind of Halloween experience. Right. Like the, the, the tobacco in Honduran, like, cigars speaks more to me for this season than, mm-hmm. like, branding of something like well, that.
0: Well, like, like, for instance, you know, you know the fall, and this is one of my pet peeves with things, you know, pumpkin everything comes out <laughs> mm. in the fall. Pumpkin mm. coffee, pumpkin beer pumpkin this pumpkin that. and I'm like you know there's the there's, memes have there, been wonderful there's, this there's year there's lots for that. of other things out there that we could do other than pumpkins okay I mean I'm I'm so done with pumpkin coffee I mean come on everyone's been waiting for the pumpkin spice coffee to come out and I have not <laughs> you know but that said <clears throat> I don't the Drac redux which I enjoyed that was my pick of the week for the 2 hours that it was here you know um <laughs> <laughs> that would n- that was not a fall flavored cigar. This could go with, you know, a, a a pumpkin beer. This could go with a pumpkin coffee. This could go with a hot spice cider mm-hmm. or an apple cider. Um, those more traditional fall drinks that mm-hmm. we that we have. This could go with a you know a fall maple kind of a a drink you know even and the tatawajes at on the whole cannot they're just not it's not saying anything about the cigar that's just a flavor profile doesn't fit those kind of flavored drinks that we have this time of the year
1: yeah and like like, i mean you know the drac for instance like it has it had kind of a sweetness to it from the wrapper it had like a black pepper some leather Mm -hmm. like maybe a little bit of oak but like, that flavor profile, to me, like, if you look at any, like, of your stereotypical fall things, like cider, pumpkin beer, you know, like, the rabbit hole here, for instance, mm-hmm. that we're pairing. Uh, I don't think, I mean, maybe the rabbit hole I could have went with, but, like, a lot of those, like, what people look for in the fall, like, Oktoberfest, like, pumpkin, yeah. it it's it, it just, to me, it wouldn't have went with it. You know, like, the mm-hmm. like Coraline a different story, but, like, those kind of Halloween gags, I just, right. I don't think they would have went with it. And it's, yeah. again, like, having this Aladino event really opened my eyes to, like, you know, like, Honduran tobacco is really kind of what I picture myself smoking in the fall. Like, you know, like, again, like I said, the Wild Hunter from Oscar, like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, my fall cigar. But, like, even, like, the, you know, curl Reserve number four, like, if I'm sitting outside, like, you know, again, if I wish I could smoke at a football game, you know, whatever. But if I'm sitting (laughs) in the fall and I'm watching a football game or I'm sitting out on my deck, you know, with the leaves changing, Like, this is really that flavor profile that complements that experience, Mm. right? Like, and I think that we really catered this event, not only to just kind of touch on Halloween, but it's that season. Like, you know, we have these Halloween drinks, like the pumpkin beer, the rabbit hole, and like, this cigar really pairs well with it, Like, And I I honestly do you like the
0: pairing with the high gold?
1: Yeah, it's, again, it brings out a lot more of that hickory note, which again, Mm -hmm. with the crow number four, that hickory note that I'm referring to, like, that's... Why this cigar to me is like paramount over all the other Honduran cigars because it really touches on that s flavor profile, and again the rabbit hole. And I, I again I, at some point when I'm off the clock I'm gonna have to try the smoked old fashioned of this cigar. Right. I, I haven't right. had it yet, and I can only imagine. But th- this burn it just brings cold. out that hickory note. Like anything that enhances <clears throat> that hickory note, mm-hmm. it, it it it's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. like it's so again like I guess the overarching point that I'm making is. Even though like there's a, this misconception that tattoo is Halloween, like it, it's, I I think having this Aladino event for people to come out and enjoy the cigars and the pairings with us, like it's very much more touching on that kind of fall, kind of flavor wise. I
0: think this is a better match. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Agree. I don't
1: know, if Bree or Dave have an opinion on that, but no, I totally, Ooh, I totally agree with on. That.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I
2: don't know, even like again, like when you think of fall flavors. A lot of you know, a lot of people think sweet, but a lot of those flavors are very like spice forward. Like mm. you I feel like you can't put that with something very like mild and generic. You almost need something that's more powerful, more earthy, mm-hmm. uh, more flavor forward to really like stand up to those fall flavors.
0: Mm.
2: And yeah, I don't know yeah, for, for some reason, like because of that weird salt note I'm getting, I was thinking salted caramel
0: <laughs> would go. It, this would this it's, would go. This would go with a caramel apple.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like,
1: we, we kind of tried, like, you know, like, half the pairings we're offering. Mm-hmm. And, like, these like, Aladino, cig- again, like, I think if I had the Old Fashion with me right now, like, it, it would be a superb pairing of the cigar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you come to the event and you smoke one of the cigars we offer with any of the pairings, like, it's tried and true. It, it's going to go very well with it. And it's right. going to give you that kind of Halloween fall experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind
0: of you yeah. know honestly yeah. if we did tattoo i exactly i don't think exactly we would have really done that percent. like no, no i don't
1: think they would have gone as well again like it's like a blessing in
0: disguise yep. just trying something new like mm-hmm. this so i hope we see everybody friday at the friday the 28th for our aladino halloween event and our haunted humidor series uh both downstairs in the retail and up here at the lounge next week on the show we're going to be doing our annual short cigars episode mm. it's not only is a season for smoking things that maybe fit with those particular uh flavor profiles you know that go with you know the the kind of ciders the or the um uh pumpkin flavored st- type stuff but you know now we're getting into the the time of the year where most people smoke cigars outside or they smoke them in the garage or on their porch they're not going to be wanting to be out there for an hour and a half or two hours because you don't want to be uncomfortable so short cigars kind of come back into the into the favor of things as we get into november and so next week we're going to be looking at some of our picks for short cigars of the year and uh, we'll each be Smoking a couple of those and letting you know what we think. And I'm that's one of my favorite episodes of the year, the short cigar episode. So I'm really looking forward to that. So we'll see you next Tuesday, eight o'clock, right here on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're listening to the show after the fact on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you downloaded uh, this podcast from. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. We'll see you next week at 8 o'clock, right here at the Lounge. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Smoke thanks for listening everybody and that is not just blowing smoke.
1: Rolling with the top down on a fast cigar.